Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this wonderful, wonderful, whimsical Wednesday. I wanted to come and do something a little different to kind of lighten the mood, uh, despite the things that are going on. You guys know that I am a lover of poetry. I am a writer of poetry. I've been reciting poetry since I was at the tender age of five, and I wanted to come and just expand our poetic um, love tonight. I want to be reading William Shakespeare, the great poet, William Shakespeare. This is Sonnet 116, and it says, Let me not to the marriage of true minds, let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love which alters when its alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempest and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark whose worth unknown, although his height be taken. Love's not time's fool through rosy lips and cheeks. Within his bending sickle's compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be error upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. The line, it is the star to every wandering bark. It is a reference to a bark, which was a three-master sailing ship, and to the fact that every navigation was primarily done with reference to the stars in the night sky. That is William Shakespeare, the great William Shakespeare, that is Sonnet 116. I admonish you guys to go listen and go um, read some Shakespeare, read some different type of poetry and kind of just expand your horizons a little bit. Um, I love William Shakespeare. As a lot of people know of him from for uh, to be or not to be. Um, that is a question. And he, he written a lot of beautiful things that we actually quote today. And that's that's one of the beauties of writing is that um, it actually is timeless. Once you write it down, um, whether it's your children's or your legacy or strangers read your things, those are immortal. Words are immortal. And so that's why I really, really love the power of writing. Um, it's very cathartic. It could be therapeutic. It can be romantic. It could be sexual, spiritual. It just encompasses the whole human experience here and beyond, right? And so I think that that's beautiful. Of course, we know that William Shakespeare was born in 1564, okay? So this was a long time ago, and we are still reading these things in 2020. Think about the level of time uh, that has surpassed 1564, and in 2020, we are still reading things that was written not even in this century. So I think that that's beautiful. Um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Shakespeare. It says that uh, William Shakespeare is widely regarded as the greatest writer in the English language. Though he is most renowned for his plays, Shakespeare's poetry also remains popular. He wrote sonnets throughout his career for private readership. He also wrote two long narrative poems, which were published in the in the 1590s and a few other verses Shakespeare's collection of 154 sonnets was also first published in 1609 almost all the sonnets followed the structure of three quatrains or four line stanzas followed by a final couplet the beginning of the third quatrain at times introduces 
an unexpected sharp thematic turn, the Volta. The couplet usually summarizes the theme of the poem or introduces a fresh new look at the theme. This form is known as the Shakespearean sonnet, not because he was the first to use it, but because he became a famous practitioner of this form. Know more about the poetry of William Shakespeare through his most 10 famous and popular poems, including his renowned sonnets. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very nice. Um, And some of them were like laced with doom and and with despair. Um, Things like the Phoenix and the um, Turtle, which was published in 1609. Um, a lot of these I used to read when I was in high school. Number eight, sonnet number, no, sonnet, sorry, sonnet 20, a woman's face with nature's own hand painted. Think, I mean, just think about the, the use of language and how he bends uh, the language. That's why I believe if you are a true writer, um, and I love the uh, way that they put that in the way that William Shakespeare will let them know that he wrote plays, which was very beautiful. And uh, very, very uh, successful, but he would write these sonnets and these poems for private readership. What a a beautiful phrase. And a lot of you all may not know that was my initial intent. And it still is my intent of writing, um, coming out with my eight uh, book series, Diamond Chronicles, was birthed out of for private readership for my children and my children's children. I wanted them to have a point of contact where throughout time, if they say, I don't understand, and they're in their 20s, and you know they're young, and they think they're in love and doing foolish things, they may look at my age and not be able to identify with me. They can identify with my writing. And so my, my poetry is literally written out of, is written out of private readership. But I made it available um, to the public after many, many years. Many years, I wouldn't recite my own poetry. I didn't want it was too personal for me. So I took some of the pieces that I didn't mind sharing. And um, like Shakespeare, I like to kind of encrypt and bend the language and make it pliable uh, to where whoever can relate to it can relate to it. And hopefully my um, intention is that my children, when they get older, my daughters, my son, I hope hoping that they can relate to my writing. Um, So all writers don't write to become popular. And I love that even though William Shakespeare was already what you would consider a uh, worldly success and, pro- and popular, he still had the love of writing to write for private readership. And I really, that, that phrase, if you haven't noticed, I keep saying it, it has me caught up because I love that. Um, and I kept saying I wrote it for my children, but that's what it was written for is private readership. And so if you guys have not ever read any Shakespeare, it may seem off the wall or like this weird, I ain't got no time for that. Take some time out to try to read some Shakespeare poetry. Um, just, you know, read one of his sonnets. Um, he's, he could be very romantic. He can speak about the sadness in a very beautiful way. He speak about the darkness and the, um, and the human psyche, um, and the human character and the human nature. He speaks about it in a poetic way that makes it palpable for us to be able to kind of understand and identify with. And I love, love, love that. If you haven't noticed, um, let's see if I can read a little bit more. This is from a woman's face with nature's own hand painted. I mean, that's beautiful. A woman's gentle heart, but not acquainted with shifting change as is false women's fashion. Think, I mean, you know, just think about those phrases there. It's just the way that he quotes things and the way that he, he constructs his language. He truly is someone to be honored, 
over the um, over the English language. Um, and the good thing about it is a good writer can actually have their writings translated into many languages. And so it's not just Americans or English speaking people, the UK, that actually performs his beautiful plays and 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 uh, orates his beautiful poems. Um, it's people of different languages. And so it just his writing trans it trans responded it went it went beyond it trans kind of transmutated itself that's the word i'm looking for because he started it out as one thing in the english language and it transmutated from the english language to other languages so you have people that are in france that are saying his things you have people that are in maybe in uh, bangladesh you have people all around people in africa different parts of africa that are reciting and that are acting out his beautiful place of william shakespeare um, he also has another one, uh, sonnet number one, which is uh, very beautiful. It says, from fairest creatures, we desire increase, that thereby beauty's rose might never die. But as the ripper should by time decease and decrease, his tender here might bear his memory. Think about how, how beautiful that is. I mean, if I look at that and I can see like that's speaking about like making love, uh, the beauty of a woman and um how you will want to procreate and live beyond yourself through your children. And so these things are beautiful. He also has Sonnet 73. That time of year thou mayest in me behold. I mean, think of, you know, look at this, listen to some of this stuff. In me thou seest the glowing of such fire that on the ashes of his youth doeth lie as the deathbed whereon it must expire consumed with that which it was nourished by beautiful. Um, there's another one, Venus and Adonis, uh, which I think is very beautiful. He has one when is when in disgrace with fortune and men's eyes. This was published in 1609 in the octave of Sonnet 29. The speaker is depressed due to social ostracism. My outcast state and personal misfortune cursed my fate. He also gives vent to his jealousy of those that are rich in hope and with possessed friends or with friends possessed. And he goes on to say, for thy sweet love, remember such wealth brings that then I scorn to change my state with kings. He, he even talks about things that we're afraid to talk about, the, the feelings that we try to hide. It says, when a disgrace with fortune and men's eyes, I all alone be weep my outcast state and trouble death between Heaven and my bootless cries and look upon myself, my cursed fate. And so some may seem that is drab, or, but sometimes you feel like that. And so that's one of the reasons why I really love poetry. This was published in 1609. And yet there are many people that are actually feeling like this beautiful sonnet here in the quarantine. And maybe in some of your relationships, some of your marriages, um, there's different uh, levels of what he's talking about that some of us can still relate to. Or maybe you can remember when you felt like that. And so it's uh, it's very relatable, isn't it? And, it, and it's, his writing is immortal and it's genius and it's brilliant. Um, so I would just go let, go read William Shakespeare. Go read some William Shakespeare. I'm going to read some more tonight. Uh, I may be inspired to write a little something that sounds William Shakespeare-esque or try to use the William uh, the Shakespearean sonnet uh, mode of writing to construct a beautiful poem. Um, if I have time. Okay. So I, this is Humble Dame coming to you guys. Again, go read some William Shakespeare. It's Whimsical Wednesday and have a wonderful night.